Hello, Coyotes fans, and welcome to Locked On Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Host Richard Morin coming to you on this Thursday, March 5th, 2020, after the Coyotes uh, probably picking up their biggest win of the season, a 4-2 victory over the Vancouver Canucks in Vancouver, and what a game it was. What a dramatic uh, flow to that game. The Coyotes, of course, taking an early one nothing lead on a really improbable Carl Soderberg goal. A little bit of a lucky bounce there, but the Coyotes then uh, falling down 2-1. Clayton Keller takes a penalty in the defensive zone. The Canucks go on the power play. They tie it up 1-1. They end up uh, going ahead 2-1. It was the Coyotes then uh, responding in the third period. Late in the third period, it was uh, Nick Schmaltz and Lawson Krause uh, scoring for the Coyotes, putting them back ahead 3-2, and then Oliver ekman Larson icing it with an empty net goal. And it was a huge win. I mean, we talked about before the game uh, just how huge of a win this was for the Coyotes, how much they needed this win, how, how big and how important this road trip is for the Coyotes. Um, they came they came and did it. They took care of business, and uh, it's certainly not over yet, as we know. Um, certainly, I mean, it's probably couldn't be farther uh, from over if you're the Coyotes. Uh, you still have uh, some tough games coming up, this three-game road trip, although you got some time off. The Coyotes practice today in Calgary. Uh, they will play the Calgary Flames uh, tomorrow, the 6th of March, on Friday. And then they'll have the weekend off before uh, finishing off against the Winnipeg Jets on Monday in Winnipeg. Both must-win games. If Vancouver's a must-win game, guess what? So are these. These are both must-win games as well. And uh, the teams around them have tough games. I mean, uh, I'm coming to you right now recording just before um, Nashville and Dallas are set to tip off in Nashville. That's a big game. Uh, Minnesota's at San Jose. Uh, Edmonton and Chicago, although I fear that one won't have much to do um, with the Coyotes because it looks like Edmonton is kind of separating themselves at this point and Chicago's kind of pretty much out of it. But um, And then after that, a lot of games happening uh, on, on Friday, actually. Uh, quite a few games. Uh, Colorado at Vancouver. So that's a tough game for Vancouver. Vegas and Winnipeg, that's going to be tough for Winnipeg. Um, of course, we mentioned Arizona Calgary, a very big one as well uh chicago if you consider them still in it they're at detroit so you expect chicago to pick up a couple of points there but um the point is you know it's uh, it's tough and a lot of these teams are playing these same level of teams all of these teams have the same attitude it's it's must win for all these teams and the teams that make the playoffs are going to be going to be the teams that win these games and the coyotes are obviously hoping to be one of those teams they got off to a really good start in that vancouver game i thought they played pretty well it's a pretty sloppy game i thought really by both teams uh you know, slapping the puck around and, and things like that. It wasn't the sharpest game, certainly by any means. I definitely thought some players were off. I thought some players had big bounce back games. I thought Nick Schmaltz had his first really good game in a while. I thought Carl Soderberg had his first really good game in a while. It was really good to see those guys contributing. Those are two players who are probably natural centers that are playing the wing right now. And maybe they've kind of struggled to make that adjustment in position, but they both had really, really good games um, on Wednesday at Vancouver. So uh, credit to those guys. I thought some other players, you know, I think Taylor Hall will be the first to tell you that it's not that Taylor Hall is not playing well, but he's not exactly taking over the games. Maybe that he was uh, right after the trade. So I think that should make you feel good as a Coyotes fan that you're winning these big games and you know you probably can expect to get a little bit more out of Taylor Hall um, as time goes down. Clayton Keller, I thought I thought Clint Keller had a pretty good game. Didn't didn't uh, get on the score sheet, but it's not as if he was ineffective. I thought Clint Keller played um, a pretty good game as well. 
Um, there were definitely, you know, I thought that uh, the Hayton Garland and, and Kessel line struggled at times. Um, I don't think that's that's necessarily the greatest grouping, um, but I can understand why Rick Tocchet doesn't really want to jumble the lines right now. Um, but it doesn't really seem like 83-29-81 is, is exactly, they're not getting the most out of each other. Um, it's not that Barrett or Connor or, or Phil are really playing horribly. Um, it's just uh, something about that line. They're not getting a ton of five-on-five five ice time. They're not exactly um, they're not exactly clicking like some of the other units right now, um, but still, I think uh, I think you're getting a lot of out of a lot of guys um, at this point. You know, Jacob Trickman is still not on the trip with the Coyotes, but he's pretty close. Um, but I think you're getting a lot out of Jordan Osterley lately. He has really taken a step forward, and not not a moment too soon too, because Jordan Osterley was pretty disappointing how his season was going, um, and I think he's taken a big step forward, especially since. Um, Jacob Chikrin and Jason Demers, who's now back. Once those two guys were down with injury, I really thought Jordan Osterley stepped up his game, and I think that Osterley Demers pair has been very, very good. I don't, I still, you know, I like the steps that Ilya Labushkin has taken, but I don't think it's in, um, it's necessarily an ideal pairing between Oliver Ekman Larson and Ilya Labushkin. I think ideally you'd like Jason Demers there. Um, but I understand why you probably don't want Osterley and Labushkin on the same pair, but maybe it's something to go back to, or maybe when Chikrin comes back, you'll have a little bit more freedom, um, obviously, you know, uh, and then I think what you're getting out of, um, Nicholas Yalmerson is just solid defensive, uh, solid defensive hockey, great veteran hockey. And, and, um, Alex Galagoski, I think is, has been better, a little bit better as of late. Of course he's been, I know he's been a, a scapegoat for a lot of fans, but, uh, he's been pretty good. So what's the consensus right now? Are the Coyotes still in this thing or, uh, are they on the outside looking in? I mean, obviously technically, yeah, they're on the outside looking in. I mean, they have, uh, tied for the second wild card spot right now. Vancouver has still played two more games than them, but again, uh, they will play uh, the Coyotes. Uh, they'll still have two games in hand um, for the next really week or so. Um, but Arizona can certainly pass them in points. Uh, they're tying points right now, seventy-four points uh, apiece between Vancouver and uh, and Arizona. I'll get to I'll get to the rest of the teams kind of one by one as we go here. But I think the most important team to consider here is Vancouver because they are really really sliding without Jacob Markstrom. And I didn't think Thatcher Demko played poorly on Wednesday, but it makes a big difference um, because uh, when you're going up against this caliber of teams, of course Vancouver losing to Arizona. So we mentioned on Wednesday, on Friday they get to host Colorado Avalanche. That's no fun. Um, then they're hosting uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Blue Jackets. Have certainly been struggling too, and then you know they're hosting uh, the Islanders as well. You know I think Vancouver can pick up those last two games, but uh, again it's uh, it's it's a team that's played really well at home this season in the Canucks. But um, you know they're really struggling right now with some of the, without some of their key pieces. So something to keep an eye on there. Uh, we're going to get into the rest of the teams that the Coyotes should be keeping an eye on. Some of the other teams in the standings, kind of breaking down where they are right now and uh, and their schedule moving forward. This is going to be kind of a common theme on the podcast. Lots of scoreboard watching. Um, some of you guys might not like scoreboard watching. I personally love it. I love this time of year. Uh, you know, you, you're hanging on every point. To me, there's nothing better than that. So uh, we'll, we'll kind of break down the rest of the teams in the schedule and maybe how the Coyotes stack up in some of these upcoming games right after this break on Locked on Coyotes.
All right, and welcome back here, Locked On Coyotes, part of the Locked On Podcast. I'm Richard Morin with you and the Arizona Coyotes. They are still in it. It wasn't looking good there for a while, but they are 100% still in this race. But do they have the legs to take it all the way? That is really the question. So I mentioned uh, tied with Vancouver right now in terms of points. Uh, two fewer games the Canucks have played. They're going to make that up. There's a tough back-to-back. The 12th of March, the 13th of March, uh, Vancouver's got a really tough back-to-back um, on the schedule at Arizona, at Colorado. That's a really, really tough one. Um, they still have three more back-to-backs uh, on, on their schedule. So Vancouver not looking great. A tough back-to-back for Winnipeg, too. Winnipeg also tied with the Coyotes in points, 74 points. Same number of games played, um, but Winnipeg still has a really tough back-to-back. That's the 14th and the 15th, I believe that is, or the 15th and the 16th at Calgary, at Vancouver. That's not fun. That's two tough road games. Not fun at all. And uh, while we're at it, Calgary... Same number of games played as Arizona. A three-point lead, so Calgary looking good there, but um, a a tough back-to-back as well on the East Coast. Um, They've got at New York Rangers, at New York Islanders, um, at New Jersey Devils, and then only one. They they have that tough tough turnaround from the Eastern time zone. Uh, Then they got to host the Tampa Bay Lightning. So, um, you know, that's that's kind of mid-March. We're looking ahead a little bit, you know. I know a lot of guys, your focus is kind of on the upcoming games, but you have to look at the whole schedule and see kind of you know, how are things going to play out. I'm looking at Minnesota, too. Their schedule is absolutely brutal right now. When you look at the end of – I mean, I kind of mentioned in the last podcast, I mean, at St. Louis, at New York Islanders, at Washington, at Nashville, <laughs> end of the season, that is horrible. Not to mention still three back-to-backs from Minnesota at Philly, at home versus Nashville, at Chicago, at Winnipeg, and then versus Buffalo and at St. Louis. That is really, really tough. If Minnesota makes the playoffs with this schedule, and I know they have two games in hand on the Coyotes and just one fewer point, but that is going to be a small miracle because uh, Minnesota's got a really, really tough schedule. I think Nashville's got a pretty tough one too. Um, They also have two games in hand on the Coyotes, but a two-point deficit in the standings. Uh, At CBJ, at Minnesota, that's a back-to-back in mid-March. Then they also have another one. Uh, at home against Philly at Chicago and then there are two more back-to-backs at Arizona at Colorado and then another one at home versus Montreal and then at Philly so I think the Coyotes are sitting pretty good right now with their schedule they have gone through the worst of it and they've weathered the storm and if the Coyotes can just hold on and just outpace their opponents and take advantage of I think what is a a pretty pretty acceptable schedule it's pretty navigable schedule if, if you're a Coyotes fan. You look at the upcoming schedule and compare it with the teams around them, they're looking pretty good, um, I think. You know, this is a tough road trip, you know, at Calgary, at Winnipeg to wrap it up, but then you got a five-game homestand, and they've been playing really well at home, so you look at that five-game homestand and say, hey, if we can get through Calgary and Winnipeg, we're still looking good, and then we're at home hosting the Vancouver Canucks, we're hosting the New York Rangers, hosting the Dallas Stars, and hosting the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Look, not, I'm not saying any of those teams are easy teams, but none of those are back-to-back games. You got one day between all of those games. Um, that's not bad, you know. Obviously, the Detroit. I mean, you expect a win in the Detroit game, certainly. Um, and you know, Dallas, the uh, New York Rangers, and the Canucks, and the Golden Knights. I mean, those are those are really really tough teams. Those are all going to be tough games. But you're at home, and then you go on the road, and you have some breaks on the road too. You go to at LA Kings. And then you're at VGK two days later, but you're going to come home and practice for that game um, because you, I mean you're not going to go right to um, you're not going to go right over there. So 
Um, I think I think you're looking pretty good. I think you're looking pretty good compared to a lot of teams. You know, we've looked at the standings, and right now, you know, how do you how are we realistically expecting this to shape out? Do we think that Minnesota is going to be able to to get over that tough schedule and make it in? I'm not so sure. You know, Nashville. I know they have two games at hand, but they still have one, one, two, three, four back-to-back sets in their remaining 16 games. So, I mean, that's that's insane. So, uh, you know, and then you get Winnipeg, of course, and I think Winnipeg is, you know, obviously they're right there. You're tied with Winnipeg straight out in terms of um, in terms of games played and points. So, I think Winnipeg certainly is a team you can catch, and and Vancouver just seems to be dropping games left and right. So, I think the Coyotes are looking pretty good right now um i would certainly i would even go as far to say the flames aren't safe i know they have a three-point lead in the standings right now um but i would certainly say the coyotes are still in play for that third uh spot in the pacific division which would um i think that would certainly help them i think you'd rather play um you know it's looking to me like the edmonton oilers are going to be um are going to be the team that's going to finish second i understand they're you know they have a chance to pull even with vegas tonight but i would certainly be looking um at the Oilers is a matchup I'd rather have over, you know, the the uh, first place team in the, in the Central, which would be uh, probably the Blues, but still um, absolutely could be the Colorado Avalanche as well. I, w- I want to stay away. If I'm the Coyotes, I want to stay away from a Central team in the first round. Uh, I'd rather play a team that, you know, I, I know and can play, but... We're going to take one more break here, one more final break here on Lockdown Coyotes. When we come back, we'll wrap things up. We'll be talking about uh, the Coyotes' upcoming games, how they stack up against some of these teams, how they stack up against Calgary because, again, we've reached another must-win game. So how do the Coyotes stack up? We'll let you know right after this. All right, everybody, and welcome back to Lockdown Coyotes, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It is the Coyotes, and it is the Calgary Flames on Friday uh, at uh, Scotiabank Settledome, probably the um, the best arena name in professional sports, I think. I, I feel pretty confident <laughs> in saying that. The Calgary Flames, again, a team I still feel like the Flames – you're in play. I still believe you're firmly in play for that third division, uh, third spot in the Pacific Division standings. Flames have been playing a little bit better as of late. Uh, they dropped two in a row to the Predators and the Lightning, but since then picked up th- a 3-0 win over the Florida Panthers on Sunday and also kind of put a crink in, in the Coyote celebration on Wednesday by picking up a 3-2 overtime win over the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets after trailing 2-0 after two periods in that game. Matthew Kachuk got injured in that game, came back and played a very major role uh, for the Flames there. So, uh, like I said, I I still think the Flames are a team that can be had. I'm not in love with that defense. I'm not in love with the goaltending. You know, I know they they really like Cam Talbot. I thought Cam Talbot looked uh, really shaky, especially early on uh, in the game against the Blue Jackets. So I still think Calgary Flames are a team that can be had if you can play them right. Again, so much talent up front in that Calgary lineup. Johnny Gaudreau, Matthew Kachuk, Sean Monahan, Elias Lindholm. I mean, there's a lot to like about this team. And even, uh, you know, their top players uh, on defense, you still you love Noah Hannafin. 
uh, you know that and of course you look back to that 2015 draft and what could have been you could have had Noah Hannafin uh, Mark Giordano such a great leader TJ Brody I mean and then the moves they make for Derek Forbort Eric Gustafson you know you're you're liking Calgary right now I think Calgary in my opinion is in a better position than Vancouver and Winnipeg I think I don't think anybody would really argue that I think they're probably in a better spot than the Coyotes as well but still there's something about them where I still feel like they're vulnerable um their schedule is similar I would say in a lot of ways to the Coyotes it's not bad but it's not great um you know after they after they get done with Arizona on Friday uh you know it looks like uh what a Sunday matchup at home against Vegas a couple of days off um at home so that's going to help them and then they host the the Islanders it's a team that's kind of in flux right now um and the Winnipeg Jets and then they're you know they got a New York they get an East Coast trip and come back you know not a lot of teams still have East Coast trips on the schedule so does Calgary taking one uh you know in the final really like you know 10 games of the season the final 12 10 games uh is that really going to hurt them in terms of uh, trying to get as many points as they can, still, still only four away games for the for the uh, Flames remaining. So fourteen left for them. Um, Twenty four regulation wins though. Fourteen left. Um, 10, 10 home, four and away. And I actually just kind of caught my eye because I'm looking at the RW column. Of course, that's the first tiebreaker other than games played, obviously. Um, so when you're looking at if if the Coyotes were to somehow finish you know tied with 77 points with the calgary flames you're looking at the flames they have fewer regulation um win they have the fewest amount of regulation wins among any team in the playoff race if you don't include chicago and chicago has fewer regulation wins 21 than the sharks do at 22 so i certainly uh, would not count the chicago blackhawks into this uh equation and if that's the case they have the fewest amount of regulation wins uh and uh you know the preds have 25 the coyotes have 26 so and sort of the vancouver canucks so i think if you're looking if you're calgary you got to stop with the overtime wins i told you you know they take down um they take down the columbus blue blue jackets but they do it in overtime you know now it's not our it's not our row w it's rw and that's the tiebreaker so i think uh i'm looking at the at the calgary flames is vulnerable for a multitude of reasons that is certainly one of those reasons um and that's because i think they're very vulnerable in the rw column if they were to finish tied with with one team which Honestly, let's face it, it's, it looks like a pretty realistic possibility given how the Pacific Division uh, and these wildcard teams are shaping out. It's going to be very, very close finish and probably come down to the last day. Well, let's take a look at who's playing on that last day of the season because I do think the season is going to come down to that. Let's take a look. We'll start with... Uh, we'll start with the... We'll do the Pacific Division leaders and we'll do the wildcard teams. This is who everybody finishes with, okay? Vegas at Vancouver. So that also takes care of Vancouver. So Vegas and Vancouver playing on the last day of the season. That... Is going to be a tough one. Vancouver is going to be looking for a big two points. That's tough. Edmonton at Calgary. The Battle of Alberta to finish the season. Um, they're at Calgary. So certainly you're looking at uh, advantage flames. But uh, I definitely would not count out Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl in an elimination game, of course. Uh, Arizona at uh Winnipeg at Arizona. Winnipeg at Arizona. I am very excited. I'm very excited to see Gila River Arena in these two final games. They, they host Vancouver on the second and then host Winnipeg on the fourth. I am very excited to see what Gila River Arena looks like if, if the season comes down to those two games. But a big one, I you know, so that's advantage Arizona in that game. Uh, Minnesota at Nashville. Certainly um, 
you know, two teams that are really, really tight in the standings. But, of course, um, you, we all know Nashville's a really tough building to play in. So that's a tough one as well. So these are big games. Those are all really, really big games, really tough games. Every team has a tough assignment in those games. Um, so and I, I think I really honestly do think it's going to come down to those games. Um, I think Calgary is vulnerable. I think we're going to really see – how the Coyotes stack up against them at this point in the season. Haven't seen them for a little bit. This is going to be the last time they play uh, for the rest of the season unless they meet in the playoffs. So I think we'll get a nice good look at what Calgary's looking like going forward. Maybe the Coyotes are gunning for even more than a wild card. We will see uh, on Friday in the latest must-win game. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Locked on Coyotes. We're available everywhere as well as azcentral.com. I'll see you guys after the Calgary game previewing uh, the Winnipeg game over the weekend. Can't wait.